Welcome to Bonus Barrel. I'm Rob, and with me today is... Left. And... And Seiji. Seiji's a little under the weather, so forgive him if he's even quieter than usual. So last week was there a little, um, a, a, a snafu, a kerfuffle, a, uh, issue. We didn't get an episode out on our regular day because the recording messed up. No My one's fault. fault. <laughs> Seiji's fault. I wasn't gonna say, I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus, but you dove under the bus. I clicked on one of the news and it autoplayed a video. Yeah, and whenever you play a video while recording Audacity, apparently it skips the audio, so we couldn't put it out. So, that happens. And another thing you, you might notice that going on in the future, we might wind up having one episode a week starting in a couple of weeks, uh, the general episode, the kind of, that you're listening to right now, and our YouTube channel is going to have our game-specific episodes, except now you'll actually have video with it, so you'll be able to see the gameplay as we're playing it, and if the demand is there, we can look into doing audio-only versions of it and putting them up as well, but we're not going to worry about that right now. And there's going to be another, so we have our game discussion series that'll be on YouTube, we have our bottom of the barrel where we play random games that none of us know about that are probably crappy. And then we're going to have our I've Played It, But They Didn't series, which is basically where one of us plays a nostalgic, beloved game of the other two. And the first example is Sadie's going to start playing Final Fantasy VII, his very first Final Fantasy, a uh, game that Jeff and I both love, my favorite Final Fantasy, but we both love the game, It's right? a great game, yeah. man. And Sagey's never played it, so we're going to we're gonna backseat game Sagey as he plays that game. So that's going to be really fun and to watch. And Will I like it? Will I hate it? We don't know. We don't know. I want, I want you to love it, but I'm, I'm afraid you won't. But we're going to be there. And and the bonus is you have two walkthroughs with you in case you get stuck. <laughs> I might break your heart, your nostalgia-filled heart. I hope that you were I don't think, wrong. I don't think you could, to be honest. Well, we love Final Fantasy. Yeah, fanboys. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what you guys have to look forward to. Lots of good positive changes. So you definitely want to go to our YouTube, which you can find in the links, and, and start watching. We have five videos up as of this recording. And oh, shit, we do. Yeah, and there's going to be at least one more soon. I'm subscribed to it. <laughs> yeah, so you should too. And uh, maybe someday uh, blog post. <laughs> so let's get to the news, guys. Um, Sage, you only have one piece of news, if I'm not mistaken. So you don't go first. We don't want to. We don't want to like blow out Sagey right away, and then no more Sagey for 20 minutes. So at the risk of of Rob overexposure, let's talk about my one of my first news. And uh, that is, there's a. Do- I saw this today on IGM. Documentary on supposed 80s mind-altering arcade game underway. Have you guys heard of of uh, Polybius? Polybius. No. I no, I've really. Heard, I've it's heard of it. It's an urban legend. <laughs> is oh, it a country? Is that what you just said? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to read you the article. A group of filmmakers have turned to Kickstarter, seeking to fund the completion of a video game documentary called the Pol- Polybius. Polybius. I can't. I'm pronouncing it wrong. I'm sure. Bolivia. Well, we're going to go with Polybius conspiracy. The film will explore the urban legend surrounding a supposed game known as Polybius, an arcade cabinet that legend claims briefly existed in several arcades in the Portland, Oregon area during the 1980s. And uh, blah, 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 they're trying to get funding. I love urban legends. I feel that they're mostly dead. Any any credible ones are kind of dead nowadays with the internet and me being overtly, maybe not overtly, but extremely skeptical about everything. And uh, But this is believable. Because so far, as far as I know on the surface, there's no claims that it like transported you into an alternate world or, or made you see things. It seems like just an arcade that no one can, can confirm exists. So that's exciting. Because it's possible that you could actually find something interesting, not just... Like, you know, it's not like fucking, what is it, creepypastas and stupid Slenderman shit where they people think they're real. This is like a thing 
that could be real. But they call it a mind-altering arcade game, so there, there's a little bit of fantasy to it. And yeah, so I'm interested. If a documentary comes out, and if it's half as good as, uh, what's the Atari one called? Game Over. Game, Game Over, Over, which was in a really... Have you seen it, Jeff? Uh, yeah, part of it. It's a really yeah. good documentary. I know one of the guys in it. Mike Micah was one of, was an old boss of mine that went out for a gaming company a few years ago. So I it's watched, neat seeing him in it. It was kind of cool. I watched Video Games, the movie. It was very good. I, I haven't watched I, that I one. I didn't care for it too. Yeah, I started to. Right? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, uh, like, half of it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, you guys I, see King I of Kong? I the voiceover. You guys watch King of Kong? That's the one about the crazy guys in the King of Kong, King Kong, and there's a big. Don I haven't watched Kong? it either. It's called King of Kong, and oh, it's a documentary about this guy who's this. The other guy's trying to break his record at Donkey Kong, and and the and they, the, the previous record holder is kind of painted as kind of an a hole during it. But anyways, <laughs> I had many uh, like video game documentaries. They, they've been coming more and more yeah. popular though, as the thing. So when's Console Wars supposed to come out? On I don't know. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, and supposedly there's going to be a documentary about. Him documenting himself to do the book. I'm curious. Oh, I, I, I don't right. like that. That's and too then meta. there's the <laughs> That's weird. And then there's a dramatization of the story. Right. This book is. And then there's a version of like a simulated reality where he's going through and he's documenting himself while this, the simulation is documenting him, which is in turn being <laughs> documented by himself. Inception. <laughs> which is actually really good because if you really think about it, what he did to to write this book is was going to interview a bunch of people. Right, so we're going to see all those all those interviews. Yeah, I'm yeah that would be that would be interesting. No, that's pretty cool. I think. Yeah, Tom Kalinsky. I, Tom I Kalinsky, think. I think the Howard Lincoln, yeah. all those guys. The actual documentary would be very fascinating, but like a documentary about the documentary. Well, I think the documentaries it will be about him making the book and getting the information. Yeah, yeah. and the movie is just going to be like a Hollywood. Yes, movie. yeah, because because I haven't read it yet, but you've told me that it kind of plays like it reads almost more like a novel. It than reads more a like a story. It, it reads like a story, I'd say, but but it also re- reads kind of like a like infer- like history too. It's it's strange mix of the two of the book. Mm-hmm. It's not quite just a pure like novelization. It's it's like that, but also not like that too. It's it's very strange, but but uh, it's good. And I think I finished reading Super Mario, and that reads more like history, uh, not so much a story. Yeah. It reads like a story, but not like. Like a, it reads like it's telling you about the past, not so much your experience. Through yeah. the, the thing is that it has a lot of dialogue, which is very similar to Masters of Doom. Uh, how have you finished it? Yes, liked it. Yes, that's good. It's really good. Do you think someone who doesn't care about Doom would still enjoy it? Yes, I might look into it. Actually, I think you will start um, caring about Doom. I want to care. You don't care about Doom. I don't care about. I don't dis. Hey, don't hate it. Yeah, no, I, I just know. don't. I'm not a big fan of it. So. I got some nostalgia for Doom and Quake yeah. and stuff. I have makes you appreciate card of doom the I thing is that it, it, it's just that so here's the thing right so there's a lot of discussion about video games being art yes and things like that which right? they are yes well no they are definitely art. well from an artist perspective of Look, course they are i know exactly what goes into at least making the art side of the game okay so, so me, there's no question that there's art that's where where i'm going right so let's let's talk about something that is not so controversial let's let's say drawing it's art yes right so you see, you see a piece of drawing, and you you can you can appreciate the beauty of it. Sure. But there's another side to it, which is actually seeing the artist drawing. It's a very different thing. But to me, that's art too. I appreciate it as the much. act of making art is art. Yes, too? like when I see you guys like drawing and mm-hmm. seeing the the process, and actually like when I ask questions about what they're thinking and stuff, and they're 
they're thinking about the colors and the shapes and the idea and, and the emotion. Just without seeing the the actual result, that all that part to me is very artistic. It's it's, it's like a piece of art. It's funny when when you as an artist when you when you are drawing uh, these things, people might sometimes think that it just comes and you're, there's no effort. But it's a, it's a constant effort when you're when you're creating a character. You're thinking about a thousand different things, from mundane things to like even things like well, what does this character like to eat might pop into your head, or or its backstory, or why it's wearing it, or or the functionality of what it's wearing, or or even relationships with other things. All that stuff might come into your mind, and you build this backstory of this character, even if it's not going to be canon or used for anything. All that comes into play. And that's just for creating one character. When you're making a scene, you think about a lot more and it's very it's not being an artist is is not as simple as you just sit there and draw things it, it's a whole, very big thought process and it can be very draining like mentally mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and you there's lots of techniques you use to get past those mentally draining things to keep the creative spark going it's it's very difficult job that I feel like people on the surface it doesn't look hard oh look you're drawing that's fun and easy it's really when you're drawing when you're designing things, it's it's a difficult thing and it requires a lot of research and it's 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 a not an easy job. Mm-hmm. So that's so saying I recommend it. What I was going with is this video game development mm-hmm. without actually playing the game because it, you could have a really bad game. But the process of developing, designing it, coming up with with the ideas, balancing the game, mm-hmm. all of that to me is is very artistic. Sure, it's I, I find a lot of beauty in in the process of developing video games. There's not much other uh, jobs I would want than creating games. So um, I don't think the average person would ever agree that the act of making a game is artistic, but I can see the merit in what you're saying. I think you're creating art either way. So if you want to say that it's artistic to be creating art, <laughs> God, we sound so pretentious right now. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. When you don't care for something, you cannot find beauty in it. It's true. Right? And I care so much for video game development that I actually see the beauty. Do you so find that's me beautiful? <laughs> of course, Thank Rob. You, Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would I don't know, it's, it's it's kind of difficult to say that a person is a piece of art. Well I'm just saying that you said you care so much for it that you find it <laughs> find it uh beautiful. I was hoping that you cared about me enough to find it beautiful. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that <laughs> what I'm saying is that I don't know, you have to care about the stuff yeah, that you're appreciating, right? Great. Um <laughs> so I showed you the power a amiibo stand. Did you, what do you think of it? So, on IGN, just look it up. It's called Power A, all one word, Amiibo Stand. And it's basically the Mario flagpole that you could set Amiibos on. It fits, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. each step fits an Amiibo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Okay, I, I so like I, I'm, I'm going to talk about this later in our, in our, in this episode's topic. Big, but uh, I'm, okay. I'm getting really careful about getting new stuff, especially stuff that is bulky. Why? Because I don't have enough space. You, have, you do have a smaller, <laughs> You have a nice apartment, but it's smaller. But you have that whole spare room. You, you could make that a game room. It'd be beautiful. Yeah, maybe, but my wife won't let me. Anyway, <laughs> um, most of my Amiibos are in boxes. It's depressing. I've seen some of them in boxes, and they mm-hmm. need to be out. So it, in contrast, so Seiji has an adult life uh, that two mature adults would have. Me, Myself and Megan, we live the life of, of what you would call man-children. So our living room <laughs> is three giant bookshelves crammed full of games, all of my Amiibos are on the wall. We have our computers <laughs> in there. Then we have our TV stand with like 16 consoles hooked up. And that's, and it's a small space. My living room is, is marginally about the same size as yours. 
but instead of it looking nice with a table and a nice couch and stuff, it's just gaming it's shit. Crammed. It's crammed and it's full of like geek gaming with no all haphazardly piled on. So I think you should uh, take that spare room because you know if you're not allowed to do that for your living room, you should be. Able so to... my amiibos are mo- most of it in boxes. Most of my Wii U collection are in boxes. This is sad. It's, yeah, I know. You have a collection, you so, display it. So I'm getting to that point where I am really careful on what I'm getting, even if it's not like gaming related right like like, oh no that's too big no space right and now that i'm thinking of if i think right now i'm getting a a new place Mm -hmm. i'm thinking okay it has to have a room or or, or a specific location in office for my game location or for my gaming collection you have that room that you're not really using yeah i know you should barter for your game area to be in there yeah but you see you have to get like like a a bookshelf. Uh, you do need you know. a bookshelf. Yeah. The, the the shitty thing about the cases that I have is they're literal bookcases, and they they have a lot of wasted depth because games don't take up as much depth as a bookshelf does. And finding shelves that fit DVDs, they're expensive, and, and they're also not local. So mm-hmm. for us to get DVD shelves, which only hold about four hundred, which is good for your Wii U collection, but it only helps me a little bit, and they're three hundred dollars each, so that's not a very good option for me and to get one made I, I don't know how to make things I'm useless I, I create art and play video games I cannot I'm not handy mm-hmm. and I don't have the room to make stuff anyway so it's really frustrating because I, I could save a lot of space if I had just had shelves that were more made for holding games mm-hmm. so. so going back to the shelf first of all I don't open my amiibos Right, so I don't I wouldn't use it and it's second cool of all it looks, it looks bulky I don't have it is bulky Cause think about it that's gotta be pretty big Yes. These amiibos yes. are about four inches tall, I'd say, mm-hmm. and it holds one, two, three, four, five. So you're looking at like, I don't know, like fifteen, two, maybe almost two feet. I'd say a foot and a half to two feet tall, maybe. Yeah, that's badass. I want it. I might get it when it comes out. Point thirty bucks when it comes out. What are you gonna do with it? Just, just I just want it. it. I just want it for well, the like, Mario it, part of it. Is this gonna count as like a Wii U peripheral that Seiji has to get for his yeah, collection? No, so all right. So let's not let's not believe because we want to get to the, to the main topic soon. Uh, Iwata talks connectivity of new pro, uh, Nintendo loyalty program. You heard about that? No. IGM. Let's see. Let's go right to the quote. What are we? What we are aiming to establish is not a simple extension of the existing loyalty program, but a loyalty program with say entertainment elements where the members feel that they have received certain rewards as a result of not only their purchases, but also the history of their gameplay and how each consumer has interacted with others. Since it's impossible to find the requirements for this sort of loyalty program 100% in advance, we see it very advantageous that we are able to work with DNA, who will uh, flexibly deal with such requirements. So Shaji was shake, shaking his yeah, head shaking during that. that. You know why? Because during this week, and, and I mean, it's all, isn't every time problem but specifically this week we've been getting a lot of rewards for Europe and Japan they're really cool you know, speaking and, we're of which, at, and there's nothing new here I got my Zelda uh, bag my Majora's Mask oh bag I got today. my I got my t-shirt oh. yeah oh, oh I, I brought it in that la, in, in the yeah. last episode I have I'll show you the bag yeah, yeah. It's, not, it? it's not in here okay but I'll show you before you go yeah it's pretty cool it's kind of not what I expected but it, I like it I think yeah I, it's pretty cool but it's so it's it's mundane compared to the stuff that they get. Oh, I yeah. want more CDs and stuff. I want collectibles. Not the bag is collectible, but it's very digital rewards do nothing for me. And if I'm, I, I if I'm gonna do this extra, like it's a pain in the ass to do these, these surveys and shit. And you get valuable information. If I'm gonna do that, give me some something cool. The thing that will make me feel better about the loyalty pro- program is that we get in all regions the same the same stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so why don't you go ahead with your news? I have like two more things, but. 
Then we'll do the topic. Well, um, Satoru Iwata is not coming to E3. Oh, so but we're going to get a meet him. But Miyamoto is. Okay, good. We can still hang out with Miyamoto when we're down there. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> that's a... I don't know. I feel like well, right, he should there? be here. He should be at E3, but he has like business stuff to be yeah. uh, to be done. He's a busy so. man. Yeah, he's a busy running man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what to say, man. Iwata, you're, you're breaking our hearts. I know he's listening right now, and him and Reggie usually listen together. And uh, anything you want to say to Iwata about not coming? I don't know. He'd be better be doing something very important. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a threat. <laughs> Merkin better be making new and approving new amiibos that Seiji cannot get because they're sold out. You know, real quick side tangent. Uh, they they put out in best no Walmart put up pre-orders for Jigglypuff and uh, oh no them. no and I sat there clicking for a half hour because it's supposed to be released at two o'clock hour time. Kept clicking it. Nothing. Nothing. Wasn't up on the site. Wasn't up the site. Go back to Amiibo Reddit. They're like, oh, uh, Wario's out. Oh, this is out. Still waiting for Jiggles. And then, finally, it comes up. I put it in my cart. Sold before I could finish clicking. I was so angry. And I knew the whole time I was trying to hunt it, I was like, I'm not getting this. Even if it shows up, I'm not going to get it. So, as I say every week, fuck Amiibos. I hate them so, so much. every second counted, right? You want to hear something... Really, I don't know, something potentially sad. Sure do. I remember I was there and I was also checking, but after like, like half an hour, because it was supposed to be up by four or something like that. For when? Another one? No, for 4 p.m. And it was 2 o'clock that our day, time. 2 o'clock, okay, two, 2 o'clock. And then by 2.30, it was when it uh, went up, Yeah. right? Yep, yep. And then you told us, it's up. Yeah. At that point, were you already tried? I'm pretty Did sure... You that I had it loading to pay for it at that point. Okay. So, because I, I didn't tell you, I wanted to tell you right away, but I didn't have a second to lose. So, okay. like, in the car, quickly, <laughs> all tap, guys, guys, it's up! And that's pretty much how it went. Okay, cool. I was like, I had to I, give I, you a heads I, up. I, I thought you you saw it and then told us. And no, no, then... I was already putting my cart and shit while telling you. I was like, because I couldn't spare. I Look, I, I love you guys, but in the sake of for amiibo hunting, you first take care of yourself. Yeah. And then immediately tell your friends. You so Jigglypuff, time. there's going to be limited <laughs> quantities available in the store May 29, right? Yeah, allegedly. So we're going to... We're going. I booked a day off. I'm coming. Yeah. Now, in the States... Is this Splatoon Day? Yeah. I'm gonna Splatoon, Splatoon slash yeah. Jigglypuff Day? Yeah. I'm so in the States, it's going to be available at uh, Target exclusively, right? But they're going to let customers get two. Is your sister going to get Whoa, two? really? Oh, you and your wife. That's not fair. <laughs> You're going to get one for Erica and you. No, I can't get that. Damn it. I'm going to send my sister to Target. <laughs> Hiromi, if you're listening to this, um, that's that's it's pretty happening. much your your plan for today. She doesn't know yet. Maybe, <laughs> um, this is how you're telling her. Going to, to, to Target and try to get two. Yeah, well, that's great. Except, of course... You made this rule, this, this deal. The one, the one amiibo that your wife wants, one of the rarest ones. The one time where I could be like, Seiji, you can hook us both up. No, not happening. Damn it, Seiji. I don't know if it's, maybe we'll get. Maybe one. we'll get one at Walmart. Yeah. If we get one at Walmart and your sister gets two, then we could all have one and be happy. That's what it's all banks on. That could happen. Just, it's pretty tough. That could happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm really glad that you don't like amiibos because then that's another amiibo <laughs> I have to worry about. Like, oh crap, we can't leave Leffy out. So. Mm-hmm. I have some amiibos. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 put it. Out. I have one more thing as well, and then we'll do our topic. Fucking amiibos, man! What a pain. Mega Man's awesome. It's all I care about. Yeah, I wish I could open mine. I can't though. It's impossible. Just waiting for Ness, and once I get Ness, yes. then I'm 
I'm good. I don't need any more amiibos. Yeah, until a, a new one you want is announced. So Amazon, Doctor <laughs> yeah. Amazon is still planning doing uh, on doing amiibo pre-orders ahead of May 29th. Really? For Wave Four? Wait, how pre-orders after they've been released? No, no, no. Uh, before. So at some point they're going to go back up again. So that's in this week, because so we, May 29th is next Friday. Right. right? So, so we at need some to be point, alert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll fail. Yes, we will. <laughs> but we'll try anyway. Yeah, we, we gotta try at least at least a bit. I'm sure if one of us will attempt. Uh, b- big ups to my me boss Richard. His brother was in Germany and he got us a Lucario and a Wii Fit trainer. So a German one. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm not racist. I don't care where they come from. I just want amiibos. Woo-hoo. Yeah, woo! I'm curious. It's gonna be like they're slightly what, different. What Ike's gonna be in German? Oh. <laughs> Um, so Capcom, by the way, is prioritizing HD remasters of the hit titles. This made me a little sad in a way. So, just to read it from IGN. That makes me happy. The steady stream of high-definition remakes for popular Capcom games won't be running dry anytime soon, as the publisher has confirmed that more HD remasters will be a key part of its business strategy going forward. HD remasters are, of our catalog, hit titles, will be one of our key business activities, Capcom said during Q&A session. Overseas, it's becoming difficult to sell these lower-priced and remastered titles at stores because of the declining number of stores and sales area limitations. Therefore, we started aggressive digital download sales activities, the publisher explained. These activities created new demand for these titles. For example, overseas downloads of Resident Evil HD remastered in the past fiscal year are far higher than we expected. It is not a risk, but rather growth of the download sale channel gives users more options. So here's one taken from this article. One, more HD remakes and not making new games. Two, download digital only. Fuck. Don't like that. As a collector, I hate it. I think it's funny how Capcom just kind of like riding the train of all their successful titles. Like, oh, people still love Resident Evil. Let's yeah. just make it HD. And I'm sure they're going to do Mega Man if they haven't done it already. And Street Fighter, obviously. It's like, like they that. can't make new good ones yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. So they've given up. And yeah, now we're just going like, to... Street Fighter V is coming out soon, so... That's going to be cool. At least it won't be digital. Not that I really want it, so... I don't really like fighters that much. But still. Any more news from you before we do our, our topic? No, let's do the topic. All right. So, up next, our topic. Okay, here we go. So, this, this topic this week is a pseudo-continuation of our game collecting topic, yes, but is. also my pickups. So we've been saving. Sagey like quite the pile of games in front, which of I will have to take a picture of for the site. Mm-hmm. Sagey said to me, "Let's save our pickups and do them once a month, kind of thing." The month's not done yet. The month's not done, but but I have a lot of games already, and I need to put them away. Okay, so fair enough. I don't know how many I have here. We have about maybe twenty or so. So we're so I'm going to go through them and, and and talk a little bit about them. And if a game interests you, pipe in, and then we'll just keep going. So uh, grabbing one at a, I got two here. Two Game Boy Advance games, complete in box with the inserts, the manuals and stuff, for two licensed games. The Lion King one and a half, which is based on the direct movie, looks awful. Yeah, it's a two D side scroller, and then Kim Possible three Team Possible. Hey, you know Disney side scroller games for the Super Nintendo were, were, for were good. Nintendo yeah, were made by Capcom. Yeah, true. But is this oh Disney Interactive? Vicar- <laughs> <laughs> this is Vicarious Visions. I don't know. And the other one is Kim Possible game. Now, so I grabbed these because I like collecting Game Boy games. And Kim Possible, they're cheap too. Kim Possible is a 76 Metacritic as of this recording. 
That's pretty decent for a licensed Game Boy Advance game. Very strange. And the, the cover, the box also comes in a cool, shiny uh, little foil cover. And uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to playing that playing that one. Maybe a bottom of the barrel episode, or maybe it'll be a bottom of the barrel question mark. Yeah, so the screenshots look decent. Yeah, so there's a Kim Possible game for the PS2. It's called Kim Possible What's the Switch? What's the Switch? Yeah. That game is, is highly regarded as a good 2D game for the PS2. I do own it, have not played it yet. But uh, I, I would like to at some why, point. Why did Nintendo DS? It probably came out around the time the DS was out, I'm assuming. For a little while, there was the overlap, right? Where they're still making yeah. advanced games. Okay. So I'm going to save this one for a while. It says, that's very, it's very misleading in the back. Because it says, <laughs> only for Game Boy Advance, not compatible with other Game Boy systems, but then it has a Nintendo DS logo here for no mm. real reason. So I'm, it's a little convoluted and strange. It's okay. It'll be okay, I think. Um... So this this one here I want to say for last. So the what? Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah, my pickup. A little bit. I got and still I got a Vita game. Sealed. Ter- sealed. That's right. I will probably open it and play it. Tearaway. This came out in I think 2013. Yep. It's a Sony game, a first party game, and um, it's very popular and it has a very good reputation as a platformer. Looks like Little Big Planet. Kind of. It, it it has a very like I said it has a very good reputation and one I'm actually looking forward to playing. I think it's a game you'd you'd enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. So is it a very sandbox type game? I think it's more like a platformer. What's up, Pisvita? A Pisvita. Pisvita. PS Vita. Let's let's continue the PlayStation train. I have two um, PSP games here. So Megan got me this one. It's called Gunsnare, and it's an SRPG, uh, kind of like a. A Final Fantasy Tactics-ish type of game. Maybe a little bit like... No, it's more like Tactics, but I was going to say Fire Emblem, but more like Final Fantasy Tactics. Don't know anything about it. Has pretty anime characters on it. Uh, looks The art style actually looks very nice. And Loco Roco, a game I actually have played, it's a um, it's a puzzle game for the PSP. It has a adorable, awesome music. I love it. And you kind of like tilt the world around, and that's how your characters move, and you're collecting the little Loco Rocos... And I have never played much of it. My friend had it when I was younger. And I remember just really loving the music to the game. And, and it was very cheap, so I picked it up. And that's another a game I'd like to suggest for an episode sometime, if we can ever figure out how to record <laughs> PSP games um, successfully. This looks pretty. It, it, I think it's a game you would like. There's not many cutscenes from what I remember, too, so that's mm-hmm. helpful. That's like a good barometer of whether or not Sage you might enjoy a game. This oh, looks oh, oh, oh. like not very Sagey game. No, that looks, that looks like more a like left and wrong yeah. game. What is a pickup month without a Dragon Ball Z game for me? <laughs> I got this off a potentially shady person off of Kijiji. Potentially shady? Yeah, he's a shady guy. And it's the, the the condition of it is terrible. I put it in a new case. The case that it came in was even worse, but it's kind of mangled. Is it a sick That's a new case? case? The case is uh, one I took from a game I don't own. The case it came in was even worse, but but you can see that the sleeve is damaged. So like I said, I'm going to take pictures of these online so you guys will be able to look at look at them. And it's Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2, Strongest Under the Heavens, I think is what the Tenkaichi is. Anyways. That's very epic. I like the sound of that. The game has 160 characters. I've played that one. I love it. It's so good. It boasts 60 hours of story in a Dragon Ball game. It's It covers everything in the series, and um, the gameplay is pretty fun. A lot of cloning kind of thing, like a lot of characters feel very similar. But it's it's now as so I have four four series I'm looking to get every game for. For this is yeah, a collector thing. So I want to get all the Kirby games. I have like three of them. <laughs> all the Kirby games. I want to get all the Kirby games. Uh, Favorite I w- one? I don't. Uh, Dreamland, the first one. I like. All stars. 
I, but I haven't played many. So I want to get all You the, haven't played... I have Superstar Ultra for the DS, and I play a little bit of it, but I've never played many Kirby games. Superstar. I just Kirby like... Superstar, yeah. Kirby, Kirby Superstar, Superstar is amazing. I yeah, don't that's have the, my favorite. I don't have the SNES one, but I have the DS for remake of it, or port of it. There's a DS version, and they flipped the buttons. Oh, really? It's awful. That's weird. I think the game is pretty popular. I have the DS version. I don't know why they do bad. that, and there's no option to change it. So, the Kirby games, uh, I chose kind of weirdly. Like, I don't understand why I chose Kirby games. Because Kirby is awesome. I just like Kirby, Kirby. Kirby games are awesome. Yeah. You have the Crystal Shards That's or whatever it is for 64. Oh, did you, did you Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. geez, I thought you got that a while ago. No, no. Never mind. We'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, so I like Kirby games. I've played, I beat the original one for the for the Game Boy. Game Boy. And I played the, Super, I played the regular Nintendo one. And there's something about, and I have a nostalgia for it because I used to have a friend who had a Game Boy back when I was in grade 3, and he had the game, and I used to play it at his place, and something about Kirby games I just like. So I'm going to collect them, and I'm going to eventually play play through them, because they're not very long. So, Kirby is one. I want to get all the Final Fantasy games, and I actually have, like, over half of them already, which is a good start. And I want to collect... The- now, <laughs> just out of curiosity, when it comes to Final Fantasy Spin-offs games... Spin-offs, too. Well, I know that, but are you going to get... Like, let's say you have all, like, 1 through, you know, the 15 coming up here. Yeah. Are you still going to bother buying Anthologies and Chronicles? Well, I already have them. Oh, okay, so never mind. I don't have to worry about <laughs> but that. Are you, but are you going to get... I would, get, okay, yeah. Okay. And the next one is the Tales series. Tales of Symphonia and stuff. Yeah. They're not many, actually. So there's I probably only, like, six or there's, more. There's a little more. There's a bunch of spin-offs, but most of them are Japanese, so yeah. I'm not going to worry about those ones. I might buy a couple. But I'm going to get all the ones that have been translated. There's like seven or eight or ten, something like that. And the last one, of course, is Dragon Ball Z games. There is a lot. There's like 60. And I plan to get every non-arcade one that I can get. I'm going to get them all. I'm going to get as many box ones as I get. Because I love Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball so much. And and I don't know. I know I'm not going to love all of them. But I like playing Dragon Ball games. I don't care how bad they are. I just... There's I have a lot fun. of bad ones. I think there's, there's good probably, ones. There's a lot of good there's, ones there's too. There's good ones, but I think I think with Dragon Ball, there's a lot more bad games than there are good games. So, a little bonus barrel trivia for you. There's an unaired episode that's not very good, in my opinion. It was when we first started out, pre Jeff. So that's how old it is. But we did we did a comparison, and, and I think this will be great when we do video versions of our episode. But it's a comparison of Dragon Power, which is the American localization of the very first Dragon Ball game for the Famicom, uh, Shenron. No, Nazo no Shenron. And it's incredible, and I think once I think visuals and a re-recording will benefit that. So I'm thinking July is when Dragon Ball Super airs in Japan, the the new Dragon Ball anime. And I think Dragon Ball month. I think July will be Dragon Ball month. <laughs> we, we already have a bottom of the barrel recorded yeah, for Dragon Power or for for a Dragon Ball game, and we have enough games. We have enough great games to talk about Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. And others, and we'll I think do an RPG. I want to do a yeah. Ball RPG. We can do Super Saiyan the Netsu, yeah. which I have as well. I think I've played that one. So is that a Super? Yeah. Game? Yeah. game? yeah. So we have Dragon Ball Month to look forward to. It's exciting. So let's move on with the pickups. A game that I think you're gonna like, Seiji. Aqua Aqua, PlayStation Two game. A Metal Jesus recommended it once in one of his PlayStation pickup or PlayStation uh, compilation videos. So a water a water physics based. Puzzle game for the for the PS2 and the the cover game. looks like Super Monkey Ball. Looks generic, but I've heard great things and I've seen some gameplay of it and I'm really looking forward to doing an episode on this. So that's that. That's a, that's the sequel to a N64 game. Which one? I don't remember. Just just Aqua. Is it just Aqua? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Water drop drop drop. I don't know. <laughs> drop drop. Let me check. Puyo Puyo. 
Uh, I got a N64 game while he's looking that up. Hybrid Heaven. See, I don't know anything about see, this. See, and I, I'm looking at the cover, and it looks really familiar. And I, th- I, I think I used to own this game when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, I was so jaded by video games that I thought every video game was good. I was just bad <laughs> yeah, at yeah. That certain ones. Um, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> and I think that was one of the examples of a game I always wanted to try to beat, and I, and I would always make it so far and then lose. And I'm really curious to see if that's the game I think it is. I'm thinking I'm saving that for a bottom of the barrel. I don't know anything about it. So that'll be a look, look That's going to be extremely nostalgic if I play this look game. Look forward yeah. to it in the future. Okay, so Aqua Aqua mm-hmm. is the sequel to Wet Tricks. <laughs> wet Tricks? It wet sounds tricks. like Dominatrix and Wet wet Together. So it's like some S&M water-based thing. I'm assuming water that's boarding. not the case. Not, yeah, waterboarding. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Sexual think, waterboarding. I think you have the... The thumbnail for this episode. Yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual water. So it's basically going to be a guy being drowned by a woman in leather or something. Uh, so I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save my Super uh, Nintendo for please, last. It's so please, good. let me. So let's let's Kirby 64. Yeah, that, Jeff leaked it. Yeah, it's. I, I bought this. This was one of the first games that when I was a little kid and this came out. This was like one of my first hype games. I was so hyped for get, right. to get this game when I was when I was young, and all in all. It's weird how I look at this game because at the time I played it and I beat it in two days because it's it's not very long. That's promising. Which is good now. Yeah. But back when I was a kid, that was such a disappointment because I was really expecting like, oh, Kirby Superstar. But I think with Kirby Superstar is I think it has like six Kirby games in it. Um, but this game is really short and the powers you get, so much fun. I like it. And I played the first uh, few levels. In, this came in pretty late in the N64. It did. It did. Oh, yeah. Because um, the whole point of it is that just like Kirby Superstar, you're absorbing people and stealing their powers. But there's kind of a combo system. So you can steal one person's power, then another person, and you combine them together. So part of the fun of this game is learning the different combinations. And it's it's actually a really good game. Yeah. I, I think that'll be one of the first ones I play. Not a box copy, unfortunately, so something I'll keep my eye on, hopefully finding someday. Next up, I got some DS and 3DS games here. Uh, Tetris DS I picked up on the weekend, and I played Ooh. it. It is awesome. One of my favorite Tetris spinoffs so far. This is the one that's based off Nintendo characters. Have you played this one, Seiji? A little bit. It's great. So you have the regular mode you're playing as, it's like the Mario stage, and it's just regular Tetris, and as you're filling it up, Mario on the screen is going through the level. And eventually he goes underground. Then he, then it transitions to Mario 3. The music changes. It's a little bit remixed. And, uh, it's awesome. It has some other modes. There's a, the Link Adventure mode where you get like a little quest at the bottom. It's just like match four or break or clear two rows with this shape. That kind of stuff. And that one's a little more difficult. Donkey Kong is, is awesome because you are, you are matching at the top and they're matching below. And you are kind of like trying to push the other person down. It's very cool. And then there is um, uh, a, a Metroid one. I didn't quite play too much of that one, but you're like rotating a, a, a collection of... I can't explain it. You'll have to look it up. There's two other ones I didn't play them. But yeah, Tetris DS is awesome. See, one thing with Tetris games is that I, I have I have a respect for Tetris because it's, it's Tetris. I've never really cared to play them, though. I liked it. I like I like Tetris in its it, basics. Well, it, and it, I don't know. I just I like puzzle games and everything too. But something about Tetris is just it's so simple. I recommend that. I'm not that game. That I think you might like it. It looks like it has the a retro bit more is flair great too. To it, yeah. So. Two more DS games, and this is spoiler for a future episode coming in, in the next month or so. 
I got what I'm gonna read this one and Sage you can read that one. Elite Beat Agents and also Moero Neketsu Dizumudamashi Ostatakai Wendan. Osu Yes. So I, I imported the the uh, Japanese version of Elite Beat Agents and also Elite Beat Agents. I beat Elite Beat, beat Agents already, and I won't say too much about it because we're gonna do an episode on them, but awesome games and I really like them. And they were Seiji's suggestions and they were amazing suggestions. Very, very fun games. Next up, two games that are also linked together. One's a gift from our, from the sh- our friend Jordan, who doesn't listen, but has been a part of the show. She got me Devil Survivor Overclocked, Shin Megami Tensei, for, which is a remake of the DS version of this game for the 3DS. It's a strategy RPG kind of Fire Emblem version of Shin Megami. And I also got the new one that just came out, Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker for the 3DS, which is a remake as well. And, it's a uh, case. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. fancy. It looks great. I'm really excited. I played like the first few minutes to check it out, but I'm already in the middle of Xenoblade, so I'm going to wait. But uh, I'm really excited to play these games. I like strategy RPG games. So this is a different spin-off. Yes. The Devil Survivor series is separate from... So there's like... There's Shin Megami Tensei, the flagship. Shin Megami Tensei Persona, which is about the most popular one. Then there's Shin Megami Devil Survivor. The Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Survivor or Digital Devil... Something. I have a couple for the PS2. There's um, a couple other ones, I think, as well. There's a lot of spinoffs in that series, and they all kind of do a different thing, which, which is pretty And then there's cool. a cross with Fire Emblem. Yes. Coming. I can't wait for that. So what does Shin Megami Tensei mean? Just curious um, from my Japanese. True figure. Goddess Reincarnation, apparently. Probably Coming not from Wikipedia, but that's like a direct translation. Yeah, it probably it means sloppy. something, but yeah. I don't know. No, it's, that's that it means me, something. Gives me an idea. So, what else do we got here? Mario Superstar Baseball for the GameCube. I got this at Value Village <laughs> for a nice cheap price. I also got Blink's Time Sweeper for an Xbox. Very cheap, $5. It's funny that you got that, because I think about a month ago, my girlfriend was trying to think of, like, what's that Xbox game where you're a cat? Oh, I didn't even hear heard about yeah, it. She no, knew she, about it. She, knew, she knows about it, and she didn't wow. want to play it. So, so yeah. Jacqueline knew about yeah, it. Yeah, she did. She <laughs> did. And yeah, she That's did. cool. So, I, I got this thinking we bought on the barrel, but I, I've heard from various people that it's pretty good. So, I think I it's still we bought on the barrel. We, we should definitely play it. But I'm looking. I like little mascot games. It's well, kind of a that's dead what thing. it is. Yeah, yeah. It, those types of games aren't so popular anymore. So not much to say about Mario Baseball other than they're fun and best Xbox now. game of E3 2002. Bam. IGN.com. Wow. Binks. The Time Sweeper. Best Xbox game. What does that mean, though? Yeah. If that means was Halo the, out of 2002? The bar is pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I got two boxes. Uh, two Game Boy uh, Game Boy game boxes. The games aren't in them, but they are on the way because I've ordered them. I so as you guys may or may not know, I love collecting. I love collecting all games, but Game Boy and Game Boy Color games have this weird special nostalgia for me. I didn't have any of them growing up. I did have one. I had Pokemon and a few other games, but something about just looking at, at the boxes of these games just fill me with this like warmth. So I love buying for these, and I found this one at, at Geno Games Games Babu. He sold it to me very cheap. And then this one, Jordan found at her house where she was visiting, and he gave it to me. So I'm excited about these. My Game Boy collection is getting pretty good. I have a, quite a bit of box copies. I like I like how you someone just gives you the box, and then you're like, "Well, I got to I got to buy the got game." Now. I'm excited when that happens. <laughs> I didn't say the names. So Game and Watch Gallery two, five games in one. So I have Game and Watch Gallery three already. So that's cool. 
and Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle, which Seiji tells us has a very convoluted history, yeah. which I think might be good we'll, for an episode. We'll save that for later. Yeah, I think we should do a show on that one. It'll be a short episode, but that's that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so Jordan's becoming sort of a silent guest. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen either, so she doesn't even get to be like. Well, she looks, she's watched Redneck Jamboree. Oh, did she? Our bottom of the barrel that's out. Our first episode. So you guys should definitely check it out. Subscribe, please do, and comment and like. Yeah. Don't okay, be, don't be like that one guy who dislikes. Save dislike. the best one for last, or I will jump across this table. But there, I got so many good ones. Yeah, but we know which one the best one is. It's pretty obvious. That, that's the best one, but yeah. this is the best presentation. Okay. Yes, yes, but, but they, they can't, can't see. Save so for this okay. for last, okay. and then save... Yeah. So, I have four SNES games. I've been on a little bit of an SNES buying kick lately. Because he's trying to beat oh, me. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think you have. Video, yeah. so. I love. Look, I love all systems. I don't have favorites. I just have whatever is warmest to me at the moment. And I'm really enjoying SNES games again. And, I mean, I always, I always liked them, but they're I, amazing. My Super Nintendo collection has been really shitty up until I started collecting. Um, as a child, I couldn't buy any, and uh, I rented what I could, and I wasn't into RPGs until high school, so I missed out. So the first game I got is Yeast Three, Wizards from Yeast, <laughs> like or is it Wise? I know I missed like a yeast <laughs> infection. Yeast is yeast? it Y V E S? It's Y S, and I'm saying Yeast like Y E E S. Yeast, Yeast. <laughs> Sammy? I don't think it's wise. I what? Said, yeast. Is it, yeah, the name. The I don't know how to pronounce it. Developed by Sammy. Sammy. No, I, I'm pretty sure they have a pretty. It's Sammy. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, it's it's a pretty long running series. I have a, a Vita game from a port from one of these actually. Wonder Y S. Yeah, I think it's yeast. Wise. Yeast. I don't think they call it wise. I wouldn't imagine it's pretty uncreative. There's a bunch of them though. There's like Yeast, Ark of the Peachdom, and Yeast okay. Memories so if it's, of Elfetta. Seta. Japanese game, we're going to say it's ice. But. See, ice. I'm, I'm fairly uh, I'm gonna... familiar with almost every RPG for the Super Nintendo, to be honest. You never heard of it? And I've never even heard of it. See, I don't know what the Yeast is. It's right? not a, it's oh, what is it? Yeast? Yeast. Oh, I see it. Yeast. So we'll, we'll, we'll go with Yeast. 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 Alright. The East series has been around for a long... Even be, it was like a, before the SNES, maybe. Or maybe it debuted on the SNES? It might have been Famicom. Famicom. I don't remember. It started on the NEC PC 8801 in 1987. That's a thing. It's weird how on the cartridge it says Super Famicom program. That's just... That is weird. It's just weird. Yeah, and... I've never seen that. Look at the quality of the Yeah. Picture. It looks weird. I'm going to take a lot of pictures tonight of these, so you guys can all see them. Yeah, and so next up is uh, a game I love from my I childhood. I love this game it's so much. It's a very popular game. I played it as a kid, too, for the Genesis, actually, but I got the Super version. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. A game that definitely deserves an episode at some point, I love I think. that game. What a weird, wonderful, difficult game. I, I had I had I found it difficult. Oh, it is it is difficult. I made it through most of the game when I was young, um, but it was many hours because it's you know archaic passcode system. So <laughs> I had I had a book of passcodes. Yeah. I had literally there was like a section for my Mega Man X files, and then there's a section for Zombies Ate My I hate them too, um, but it's the only way to play. What else do you say about the game? You fight a giant baby. Yeah, that's like the first boss. Um, you fight. There's mummies and shit. I remember. Oh mummies. yeah, I think there's there there's gigantic like worms that burrow out of the ground. And that is like once if you can make it past that stage, you're good at. Zombies. Oh really? So, yeah. That if you make it past that stage, you are a quality player at nice. Zombies and Neighbors. That's 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 kind of like the breaking point for a lot of people. The it's, giant worms. Uh, it's like a parody of 
of all B movies. Yes, it's, yes. It's wonderful. It's very humorous and quirky and distinctive and definitely deserves and an the, episode. The intro title screen is just so memorable. Too, yeah. Just a wah ha ha ha. It's great. Two games left of my pickups. I was so happy to get it. I traded in a bunch of shit. I'm happy that you got this game. So Jeff has talked about it many times. I love, I've liked this game for, I've never beat it. Cause I, I just, I don't like to beat games I don't own. Now I own it. Secret of Mana. In good condition. Not box, of course. But, uh, I'm very happy to have, to have picked this up. Amazing. And up. it's a game I'd like to beat at some point. I'll play it with you any day of the week. Damn, well, where are we going? Any again? day of the week. And you can like... jump in and out, right? I don't need you all the time. Nope, nope. You that's, exactly that's right. beautiful. It's, it's, so, the Japanese name of this is Seiken 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 Yes. And this is... Two. Yeah. yeah. So this is a sequel. The first yes. one is Final Fantasy Legend, I think? Final Fantasy Adventure is the first... Is, is like the North American name? Yes. I'm not it's sure. Of the first one, I'm I've, sure. I've, I've played um, other ones, but the titles were just the Seiken Denditsu. Fairly Seiken. certain that Final Fantasy Legends or Mystic Quest in... Europe is the first Seiken Denetsu game. Well, Mystic Quest is so different. No, no, Mystic Quest in Europe yeah, is Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Adventure. Adventure. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So Final Fantasy Adventure in North America, Mystic Quest in Europe, and Seiken Denetsu 1 in Japan. Seiken Denetsu. Final and, Fantasy Gaiden. Yep. Or Adventure over here. Uh, which means I want that boxed for my, my collection because I'm collecting all See, Final Fantasies. But it, this is a spin-off of Final Fantasy. Well... Kind, technically it is. Oh, whatever. I'm not going to argue that. But I mean, it, that's where its origins now, came from. here... I used to have this in box. I, unfortunately, the box is gone. Sad. It's very sad. And what, you know what's even sadder is that... Um, with this game, you have a dragon and you fly over the land, so you have a very good kind of perspective of, of how the land looks, mm-hmm. and after playing it for so long, you know where everything is, and it, it came with a map. Like, oh, that's cool. It, it did, and I had the map for the longest time. Oh, games do that. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's long gone, but like, if you can find this game, box and map, I bet that thing's worth oh, it's a got fortune. It. So the card alone is about 80 bucks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Worth it, though. Oh, big time. Like I said, this is the reason why I have multi-tap. So the last, the last game I have to talk about today, well, from my pickups at least, was uh, a found, a find by our, our me boss friend Richard. He found us at Value Village, complete in box, minus the manual. Mario Paint. Giant box, as you can see from the images. It comes with the mouse pad, the mouse, the games in like mint condition. It's awesome. Like, I'm a, I, lo- I played this as a kid, but to have it as a collector now, seeing it full in box is really Really nice. Forgive the background noise, but Sagey's gonna pop it open and take a look. Isn't that cool? It looks really good. Yeah, the quality. Surprisingly, the box is in rough shape, but everything inside is 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 pretty good. Now, I I played this game quite a bit when I was a kid, and honestly, didn't care for it. But it's it's not my type of game, so I'm fine with not that. Not mine either. But anymore. overall, th- nice. that's what I mean. He's got the mouse. That yeah. thing is look so at that cool. label. Only thirty five dollars that Richard got it for. What a great pickup! I know the Mii boss has me taken care of. I have to give him mad respect for that. He he was complaining to uh, I'll take a picture. He was complaining to to left that I that we haven't brought up on the show yet. And I'm like, man, we we we're he's been brought up a few times. We've saved so. we've been saving it for our pickups episode. <laughs> so Richard, again, thank you. I am so appreciative of this. This is an amazing, perfect addition to my collection, and I'm, I'm really happy about it. I'm jealous. So those are all good. Thank you, Jeff. I'd be <laughs> jealous. I'm jealous of Zombie My Neighbors as well. I don't know. Look, we'll find it for you too. Zombie yeah. My Neighbors is not. Super it's not rare. rare. No, no. So that's my pickups from the beginning of May until now. I will have more by the end of the month, I'm sure. Which. Seiji will too, and we'll, so 
So a lot of our regular episodes towards the end of the month will have a pickup. So we talk about game collecting and and games that we love. You said you had some advice for Collector Sage. You said you want to talk about. Well, I recently, well, as as you guys know, yes, I'm collecting every Wii U physical release game. Everyone, including Japanese, is that your goal too? Okay, well, I'm going to talk about that. Okay, we'll okay. talk about it. Here you so, go. So, I recently got to my uh, game number fifty. Nice, congratulations! That's right. a good milestone. So, that's like one third of the collection. So there's uh, of the Wii U 150? Library? Yeah. 150 titles? I think so. I have too bad. I, I don't... I'm it's entirely attainable. sure. It might be less. Right? I would... Yeah. But it's around that. Yeah. Right. Or it will be, anyway. So, I want to talk about the Wii U in... in as... um, What's the value for a collector for the Wii U? And I think it's... It's really interesting because it's a console that is not really... Is, sadly... Is not doing really well. No. Um, so I think it's going to end up being sort of a Dreamcast. Yes, or right? a uh, Sega Saturn. Where a lot of people will want a full set. They're expensive. Like, Saturn games is a good analogy as well, and it's expensive. Low yeah. print run, not very successful, but the games are so, so expensive. Yeah. And, and the Wii U is going to get a, a short life. Yep. Probably going to be discontinued. 2017, I bet you. 2017, that sounds correct. So that's like uh, less than five years. Which back in like the 90s was normal. It was a five-year cycle, give or take, right? Well, yeah. I guess the end... When did this NES come out? 83 or 85? 83 in Japan, 85 here, right? Yeah, 85. Yeah, I think it was out in Japan for a couple of years, though. So. I think it was 83 in Japan. Yeah. So when you think about it, that's they didn't release a Super Nintendo until 91 over here, and I think 90 over there. Yeah. So seven years, that's still pretty long. Yeah. And the SNES successor wasn't until 95? 95. So, so only five, five years then. Yeah. And then, so it, it kind of like adopted this five-year cycle in the 90s. Yeah, but that was back then. Yeah. But the previous generation lasted long. Before. It's still alive. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so they still make games for... 2006 yeah. is when the new, the new one kicked off with the 360, I think. Maybe even 2005, actually. Oh, when Xbox, so Xbox 360 came out. Yeah. Yeah. 2005. The or Wii was releasing. Late 2006. 2006, yes. And uh, the Wii, I know the Xbox 360 came out a year before the other two. Yeah. And the and the PS3 came out a little bit before the Wii. So I'm pretty sure it's either early 2006 or late 2005 when, when the that generation kicked off. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get new... I mean, the Wii came out kind of weird, so it kind of skews the new generation thing a bit. But if we go... If you go Xbox to other Xbox, that was two, 2013, so, what's that, seven years? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, they're still, they're fairly long now, I think. Yeah. But this new one, so the Wii U came out in 2012, end of, in 2012. Yeah. I was really excited, I remember. 2012. Pretty pumped for that. And it's probably going to end in 2017, so it's really not that, it's short now, but it's not, historically it's, it's not very short. Historically not, but uh, by today's standard, it's, it's, it's very short. It's short. Anyway. So, the Wii U um, has been abandoned by major third-party third developers. Yeah, EA doesn't develop anything for no. the Wii U. It does for the Wii. Really? It still releases the, the sports games for really? the Wii. For yeah. the Wii even now? Yes, it does. It's because people don't want to touch it because it's such a small install base. <sighs> I like, know, I know. It's almost as big as the X-Bone. Yeah, you're right. I know, people don't see it that way. Because the X-Bone had a, you had a year spot, year set start, and the X-Bone has already passed it. Mm-hmm. Marginally, but but it has. Yeah. So, so it's not the, it's not that small, but people will see it like that because it's a it's a Nintendo console, and then Nintendo people or Nintendo players prefer or really don't care much for 
sports games. No, it's true. Things like that. And, anyway. and those ones usually have a second console. And if they do, they're gonna play it for PC or their primary console. I don't like the, I don't like the term of primary console. I like all consoles. I like all yeah. consoles equal, old and new. I play all, all of them. I think the the best way to go is to have the Nintendo console and either an Xbox or a PlayStation or a really good PC, which is really expensive. I say PS4, Wii U, PC combo is the win. Oh, but then you have to get in handheld. <laughs> the 3DS is a must-have, too, I think. It's different. It's a different yeah. beast. So anyway. <laughs> have all of them. That's my answer. The way I'm collecting, so <laughs> okay, and, and, and let's go. What, so you have to have a goal, right? So my goal was a, every physical release. So yes. at, at first it was just North American, right? Was it enough for you? Was it? Now I'm thinking of getting <laughs> the exclusives of each region, just oh, the good. exclusives. Right? So oh, okay. So there, there's so you don't get the Japanese version of Kirby, just mm. a version. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That makes that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I'm only getting the physical ones, of course, because there's a bunch of uh, uh, eShop exclusives. That doesn't count. Yet, right? <laughs> but it, it, it will PC get scenario. It, it will get to a point where all games are going to be digital, and and video game collecting will have to uh, transition to digital. It'll be retro only. I think you won't really be collecting anymore. You're just downloading. It's not. There's nothing collecting about it. It's, it's more. It's it's accum- accessing accumulating versus actual collecting. It's it's, di- it's different. It, and it feels gross to me. I don't like. I don't feel any any connection because there's a lot of things that are that comes built in with physical stuff, right? Because it's physical, and there's a lot of other stuff that is collectible that is also physical. But it will get to a point where where um, the industry will find a way to make digital stuff collectible. I can't see it. So I was just thinking about it as you're saying. You don't call your hard drive full of downloaded movies a collection. It's it's a hard drive full of downloaded movies versus a guy who has a DVD collection. Because he has movies upon movies. Yes, it doesn't but, feel the same at but all. Is, but if it is in a certain context, like Netflix... It's not a collect. I mean, it's a collection of movies. <laughs> do I, not your do I own all of yeah, these movies? I've collected yeah, my I mean, Netflix subscription. Yeah. No, no, no. But <laughs> you would want more stuff on Netflix. No, no, you're I wrong. Do. I only collect games. I want music and everything else to be digital because it's convenient. Yeah. So now, I understand that, but I don't like it. <laughs> so talking about digital, I, I love digital. I do too, but I don't too. I I prefer digital. Only as a collector is that I prefer physical. But I started my my Wii U um, adventure just doing uh, digital stuff. I'm glad I was able to help you with that problem. Change that. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? I'm still getting digital games. And and physical versions of them. And I keep the the physical sealed. Splatoon. You're going to buy it digital? (laughs) I already did. Oh, right. I already pre-ordered the digital one and the physical one. It's crazy. So yeah, it's convenient. Like, I would not. I would be. I'm not going to do it because I'm too. I'd rather buy other games I don't have. But if I was going to do that, I would like to buy the digital version of Mario Kart so I don't have to open or switch it. Mm-hmm. Because that's a game like I like to pop into quickly. It's kind of the same with Hearthstone. Like I wouldn't want a physical copy. I mean, I'd buy a physical copy of Hearthstone to have because it'd be cool to collect. But I wouldn't want to have the inconvenience. So for any game that I want to play for a few minutes here and there, I prefer digital because it's convenient. But it doesn't feel. I like. I like the idea of having both. So I like. I like that because then I have the convenience of, of digital, yep. but I still have that tangible thing that says I own this and it's part of my collection. I can display it. I can pick it up. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's a weird thing I have in my brain. But let, let's kind of face it too. Like we like to collect games, but we're the minority. 
Like we most are, most yeah. people would rather just play them digitally. People will just download ROMs and emulators exactly. and not care at all. So why? And they would find us weird. Yeah. And and you know, I, I had that mindset until about two, three years ago and I was just like, I want to start owning these games. Listener Sunday J thinks that my game collecting is insane and he mocks me for well, it. Well it's a little bit insane, but I love it though. It makes me happy, so that's yeah, all I no, really care about. Nothing wrong with it. So if you are out there and you're thinking the same way I'm thinking, which is it would be nice to have a Wii U full set because the Wii U is such an amazing console with amazing games and is starting to get discontinued. By yeah. I mean, have you checked retail stores? The, the the Wii U section it's getting smaller every time. I thought it would be so small I never noticed. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't a burn. I just <laughs> it's just a fact. So right now it's a, it's a good uh, time to start because yeah. um, games are still in retail stores. They're not super expensive. Um, and you can still get some of the rare games in, I mean, on large retail stores. How do you find them out? How do you know that they're rare? Like, what do you use as a barometer? Okay, so that's where I'm going to start, right? So, this this is my ad- How are we advice section. So, so your advice section. And this is this might be the same for for you because I don't I only collect Wii U, mm-hmm. right? But you go you collect everything, everything yeah. right? So games. for in in the case of this particular console, and I know it might be the case for for others too. There are certain different kinds of games. So the first one is the first party titles, mm-hmm. first party and second party titles, and those are usually expensive. They don't drop they in price. They never drop. Nintendo never cuts their prices, and if it is, it's like five bucks. And within within that category, there are subcategories. There are the the major games, your Smash, Mario Kart, you know, all those. That those those games are are. Not gonna going to be rare, but so also the foundations of Nintendo games, pretty much. They're not the going to be expensive, but yeah. the price is not going to drop. Yeah. So you, if you're waiting for for a big price drop, you're not going to get. I it. should just buy Tropical Freeze because I'm never going to get it cheaper. Yeah, it's going to be fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to buy from, it. from now till. In, in fact, the price will go up, yeah. right? And then you have your your not major Nintendo <laughs> games, but still published by Nintendo, first party and second party. Which are, which have limited quantities, like Wii like Sports Club, Kirby and stuff like that. Or Kirby is going to be one of them, yeah, um, but not yet, not yet. You can still find them. Yes, yes. Um, your Captain Toad Treasure Trackers, your NES remixes. So those games just get them as soon as possible. Hmm. Because I, I need the Kirby one. I should get that soon. So first party, second party games that are. They don't get as much attention. Just get them because they're gonna, probably going to be uh, sold out within a month or two. Touch That's my experience. Those, those ones, then. It's good to know. But you can still find them. And then, so those are the first party and second party games. And then you have your shovelware. So no, there's a big section of third party games, right? And within those third party games, there are the launch titles. Which, titles. <laughs> Transformers. Which, which in in the case of the Wii U is a bunch of 2012 games mm-hmm. from from that are mostly uh, multiplats, yep. Call of Duties and Mass sports Effect. games and Mass, yeah, Mass Effect, all those um, that got released with the Wii U because I guess Nintendo was really um, trying to push. They tried. The, and yeah. the next gen started. As they say. Yes. But those games re- did, uh, really didn't do very well. But are still f- uh, very common everywhere. Right. You can find them everywhere. Um, 
Some of the game are kind of rare, but most of them are still in there. And it's pretty, it's pretty strange. It's because okay. those are old games. Scribble Knots, yeah. Arkham um, City. Your Batman games. Yeah. Uh, what else are Lego games. No, Lego Much. City is, is expensive. Oh, you mean just like the regular yeah, yeah, yeah. Lego games? No, they're still being published. Still there's, being there's, published? there's a new one uh, for this year. Jurassic World, I think. I want to play that game. Oh, so those games, movie. you shouldn't be... You get them when they're cheap. Right? And then there's the garbage. The Zumba. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, but what was that when you got game, Wii games or that weird one we were looking at a couple weeks ago? Was game like, party? <laughs> the sports yeah. items. This the, the, this the generic sports, sports items. All over the I, wanna, place. I want us to play that for bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get back to, to that okay. section. Now, the last section are the oddities, which are games that can fall into any other category but are rare. For some reason, they're rare. There's a game called Hello Kitty Cruisers with a K. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Exactly. Huh. And it's expensive. How much? Like 40 bucks. That's pretty fairly expensive Hello for what Kitty. that is. Are you for a third-party garbage game? No, I don't have Damn, it. Damn, I want to see it's that. It's trending on 40 and $50 on eBay. So the way you can know if a game is rare is first, if you ever heard about it. Right? I never heard and of it. And then second, you go on Amazon and, and, and try to find it there. If it's If it's even there... Some games aren't. Right. That means it's rare. But if it's there and it's very expensive, like it's it's it, it still has uh, their lunch um, price tag, that means it's kind of rare. So there you have your Pikmin threes, your wonderful one hundred one, your as I said, the Hello Kitty game. Do you have one? There's there's tank, there's tank, tank. there's tank tank <laughs> tank. Um, I have wonderful one hundred one. I got it for twenty bucks or. 25 on eBay. Too. I got it yeah. used. It. Sealed. Oh, nice. Ooh, so we're yeah. playing that for an episode sometime. For yep. sure. Yeah, but not my copy. You use my copy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. So, That's a wonderful game. <laughs> so, in the future, in my in my Wii U uh, collecting uh, section, I'm going to be mentioning at least one game that you should get. You should collect right now. Cool. If you can Save find it. Picks. So, my first game, and I have already mentioned this, is Pikmin 3. I don't have that. So, Pikmin 3... If you find it in any way, get it. Okay. It's gonna be like sixty bucks. Even uh, I, I bought a copy of it for sixty bucks, um, used. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's how rare it is. It's trending on eighty or ninety. Jeez. Was that like the launch title for? No, it came out the no. summer after. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're pushing it hard. They had a demo of it here in town, actually. The traveling Nintendo bus that came here that one year. Yeah, but for some reason, it's rare. It's a very you wouldn't rare think it game. would be because Pikmin is very popular. You wouldn't find would the think, for yeah, one or two is yeah. pretty easy to find. Yeah. I see them all done. Yeah, I think a lot of people got Pikmin three with the Mario Kart eight promotion. You remember? I have that? it. That's how I got mine. Yeah, that's how I got mine. I have mine. a digital version. I don't have the physical mm-hmm, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So there we go. I guess we don't want to belabor too much. So next week you're going to bring us more games. A bunch. Of, you're going to bring games next week, right? Next week? No, still May. Next week's the end of the month, though. Next week's the day before Splatoon comes out and you leave. Yeah, but... And by the time you come back, we're going to be in April. Next weekend is still May. And I'm going to be game... Alright, alright. So So next week will be a regular topic. Yeah. Alright, so we'll we'll pick something. Yeah. And of course... So let's let's transition to to the closing then. Uh, So so YouTube, for us, is going to be just as big as the podcast and eventually bigger we're going to keep doing the show for people who prefer the podcast so don't worry 
but you're now going to be able to see, eventually, you're going to be able to see footage with the games we're talking about. It's still going to be the same setup. We're still going to discuss it, we're going to give information, we're going to talk about the games, give it damage. All that's still staying, but there's more. There's, there's vid So that, they'll have visuals, and there's going to be more other types, like you say, you're playing F7, bottom of the barrel, etc. So it's pretty fun, and I, I hope that people who just who assemble on the show enjoy it. And if you do, please check out our YouTube channel, which will be linked, or you can go to bonusbarrel.com and subscribe, because the videos are going to keep getting better, and uh, we're going to keep getting better, and our game collections are going to keep getting better, so it's great. So, yeah, I Twitter, uh, at Bonus Barrel, Facebook, at Bonus Barrel, you can find us there, of course. BonusBarrel.com, like I've mentioned, is just our website, so everything's there. If you, if you ever get lost for Bonus Barrel, BonusBarrel.com. And, uh, the Bible that's right so every Sunday we'll continue to be an episode bonus bible, <laughs> bonus bible. for a little while there's still going to be a couple more episodes coming out on Thursday but expect consistency on Sundays and going on more on YouTube so thank you for listening and supporting us please drop us a line if you have any advice or games you want us to play blah 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 comments or anything yeah. uh, thank you Greg for commenting as you always do and uh, Sunday J behind the scenes always giving me advice for the show and this is Rob and Sanji and left have a good one